Kia ora koutou, ko Sam toku ingoa, no Otipoti o Aotearoa ahau. Ko Ngāti Tūwhari Toa toku iwi, ko Flagstaff te maunga, ko Kakanui te awa. E mahi hoki rere, Oasis Waterloo, Habethetic, ko Kennington te kainga anaine. Nō rera, tēnā koutou katoa. Good morning, everybody. <laughs> what has just happened? Um, that is a traditional Māori welcome. Um, for those that are unaware of what Māori is, um, this is the indigenous people in New Zealand, um, and we have a very strong affiliation with that back home. Um, and I thought that would be nice for a little bit of a cultural experience for us all this morning, um, to hear a little bit about that. So what have I, I've just said is I've just introduced myself. I said my name is Sam. And I'm from a city called Dunedin in New Zealand. Um, my ancestors come from a tribe called Ngāti Tūwharitoa, which is an absolute mouthful. Uh, and we, we talk a lot about the connections to the land when we're back home. So um, I've talked about my mountain being Flagstaff, which is the mountain where I grew up beside, which surrounds my city, and the river being the Kakanui. Um, and then I've talked also about the fact that I wo- work for Oasis um, as Steve has just said, um, running Hub Athletic. And my current home now is in Kennington. Um, so there we go. There's a quick introduction for you. Um, if you ever feel like you want to try some of those words out on me, come and talk to me after. And we can, <laughs> we can have a go. Um, so I've been asked today to talk a little bit about my story, how I've got to where I am in my faith, um, and how I got 12,000 miles away from home and ended up in London. Um, so I hope that some of the stuff that I share today will challenge you and you'll be able to kind of reflect as well um, as I go through. Um, so my story begins on a tennis court, of all places. Um, I was about 11 years old. Um, I fancied myself as a bit of a hotshot tennis player. Um, and we were playing in this, there was this competition that was going on against the, so I'm from Dunedin and the closest city to us is Christchurch. And so we're having this kind of interprovincial game. Um, and I mean, I was only 11 years old, but I was very excited about this and kind of built it up a little bit. And I was playing this boy, and we're having a fantastic match. It was going back and forth, back and forth, um, and we couldn't break each other's serve. And the scores, we were just playing up to nine at that age because we were quite young, so we weren't playing sets. And we just kept going, kept going at each other, and we found ourselves at eight all, right at the end, and they decided the game would have to be finished with a tie break. So we had a couple of minutes just to kind of get ourselves in the zone, I went over to my support crew, which was my father, um, and he sat there and sat on the side. And much to his embarrassment, um, I broke down in tears, and I just couldn't handle the pressure. In sporting terms, I was choking, I was absolutely bottling it, um, but I was just, I just couldn't handle it. This anxiety just came upon me, and I started crying, and Dad was trying to kind of sort me out quickly as I had to get back out onto the court. And I, I don't know what he said at that point, but I got back out onto the court, and sure enough, I lost. My pride went down the drain. My tennis career was over. Um, and I was, I was kind of just in this really funny place. But the outcome of that, um, the following week, my, my parents sat me down, um, and we talked about it, and, and they, said, they said to me, um, well, actually, what they, they told me was, um, Sam, we've got a verse for you. This verse is for you and for you only because um, we think that you can, you know, when this situation comes up again, 
you'll be able to get past this if you, if you learn this verse. So the verse is Psalm 61, um, 2 to 3. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock who is higher than I. I'll say that one more time. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock who is higher than I. Now they told me just to learn this by heart and to be able to recite this. So the next time I, I get welled up with the stress or anxiety, that I could just recite this to myself and I would, I would kind of be able to get control of the situation. Now I think most of you will be able to relate, or some of you might be able to relate to this. Growing up in a Christian family, the faith is, is not really your own for quite a while. It's your parents' faith, it's your family's faith for a long time. And as an 11-year-old, this was definitely still the case. But when I look back on this moment, I think that this was the first time that I was introduced to faith being something personal. That it was, there was something practical and that I could do to kind of overcome a situation. And for this, it was as simple as a Bible verse. Now, moving into my teenage years, um, it was a quite a significant time, as it is for everyone, um, I think, because we're wrestling with so many things. Um, I have this vivid memory of my feet growing a lot quicker than my mind could keep up with and kind of stumbling my way around, much to my brother's enjoyment. But also what was coming with that was trying to find identity. And that's, again, I think all teenagers struggling with this. It's this funny pool of everyone trying to figure out which groups to go to, who to go and hang out with, and how to be. And I think at the end of the day, you just want to fit in to begin with. You go to high school, you just want to be a part of it all and fit in. Um, but when you're a Christian, you're already standing one, one step back from everyone, I think, at this point. <laughs> Um, and I think that was a really difficult thing. It's just you've already, you're kind of slightly different, you're slightly strange. Um, and I don't know what that point was when it became uncool to be a Christian. Because one moment you're at primary school and you're really excited about church and having your friends come to church. And then the next, the next year at your high school and you're ashamed to talk about your Sunday. And that's how it was for me anyway. I wasn't proud of being a Christian or being a part of a Christian family. Because for me there was nothing really to be proud about. So I'd, I, you know, I'd get to a, get to the week, uh, end of the weekend, and I'd be at school, and the boys would be like, "How was your weekend?" And I'd be happy to talk about football on a Saturday, but I'd avoid everything about Sunday. Oh, Sunday was fine. Yeah, just hung out with my mates, and just kind of avoid that whole thing. But there was a turning point for me um, as a, in my year nine um, year when I went to an Easter camp, which was in the countryside, and we had a week with about 100 young people, um, 80 of whom were on the, kind of on the camp, and then there was about 20 leaders who were all made up of university students and young adults. Um, it was an absolutely fantastic week, as all church camps are. There's a lot of fun. They're running around, playing games. But the thing that really stood out for me in all of that was I was in this young Christian community, something that completely blew my mind. I'd been felt like I'd been dealing with this thing myself, but all of a sudden there was a whole bunch of young, fun, cool Christians, and we were in community together trying to figure out how to be high school students. And that was a really significant time for me um, because I realized I wasn't the only one in all of that. But the slightly more significant part of that weekend or that week was the people that was leading it. I, had, um, I have two older brothers, and so I always had role models around, but... As I said earlier, faith needs to come out from outside of the family at times, and it needs to become your own thing. And there was these three lads who were just absolutely fantastic. They were 
brilliant sportsmen. They were passionate about rugby and football and cricket and everything. And they were fun. And most importantly, they were proud of their faith. They were proudly Christian. And they made the time to talk and spend a lot of time playing and hanging out with me. And that, for me, as a 13-year-old, was just dream come true. So that the, the kind of thing there wasn't like it was a significant, oh, I'm going to give my, myself to the Lord or anything like that, but it was just a, the kind of quiet encouragement I needed to keep, to keep sticking at it and keep discovering and, and, and learning about God. I followed up um, going to that camp for the, for the next eight years. It became such a significant thing for me every year. I would just go and go and go, and it would always be such a refreshing time. But there was no particular moment on all of that when I gave my life to Christ. Um, I kind of went through a fairly gradual process through high school of, of figuring it out. I, and, that, and that, in fact, goes right through to now. It's been this gradual journey. And right through high school, I was kind of drawn towards this life that was Jesus-led. There was, I was seeing all the different types of people around me and the different kind of lifestyles, and I couldn't help but be drawn to one that was centered around Christ, it just felt very natural to me of how a life can be built around love and how people should be treated like that. And I think that's testament to the people that were around me. Um, but it was, it's just this thing I kind of would always just like lean this way rather than this way. And it was just a really interesting thing. And I think by the end of my high school, I was becoming still, still not con- you know, always really proud of having faith, but I was getting there and I was I was quite, you know, set on living a life for Christ. And then going through uni, this became a thing I was very particular about. I wanted to stand out for being, for being different in a, in a slightly different way than everyone else. Um, but I got to this point at university when I was, I was still, I mean, still wrestling with all the same challenges, but I, was, I, I wanted my faith to define me. And I was ready to be challenged. And I was in this, our city is 120,000 people and it's this small little bubble um, in the south east coast of New Zealand. Um, and it is very, um, it is just very kind of insular. It's just this little bubble um, and it's very easy to get caught in this kind of zone and you don't end up exploring or doing anything. And I really struggled with that um, and was really ready to challenge my faith and challenge myself as a person. And so that kind of comes to how I got here. Um, there was no particular moment in, you know, when I was like, I'm going to London. But rather there was just this, this kind of something just changing within me being like, London, London, London. And it just kind of became this thing. And I became quite relentless about it. I was like, I'm going to London when I graduate. I'm going to London. Everyone's talking about their futures, unsure what they're doing. And I just had this thing. I was very, very set on that. And I had no idea why, um, but I was just going to do that. So I graduated in December 2013 and arrived here um, in July 2014. Um, and the whole kind of time, I was all quite peaceful about this. I was, I mean, there's a whole adventure aspect to it, which is exciting. I think everyone loves adventure, and I think particularly guys, there's this like element of like, yeah, I want to do something on my own and, and be adventurous. And so I kind of had this real excitement and peace and all of that towards this. And so I arrived still with no idea what I was going to do or how my time here looked. I kind of had some ideas. I was like, I want to watch Tottenham every weekend. <laughs> Hasn't quite happened, but things like that. I was building up what I thought 
this time represented. And so when I got here, I kind of, I just started looking for work. I was kind of, I was looking at everything and anything from laboring to working in a bank to recruitment to teaching. Like there was just all these things and it was, it was a wee bit, I was getting a wee bit delusional because I was going away from what the core things was, were that I really enjoyed. And it really came down to, I actually, when I looked back, I have a journal, I looked back on it and I had a little list of the things that I wrote and before I came to the, to the UK and I was like, what am I passionate about? And I'm like, I'm passionate about community. I'm passionate about young people and I'm passionate about football. These are the things I wrote in my, in my journal before I came over here. And, and so I was getting a wee bit lost in what I was supposed to do when I was here. Um, but this job kept popping up on my screen, um, which was, well, I mean, you look at it, I looked at it and I was like, well, that's a perfect job. But again, like I said, I was building up this ideal of what my time should be like. And I was like, oh, it's antisocial hours. I'll leave that. I don't want to do that one. So I flicked that one past. And then this job popped up again. And it, it was the same one, the same job as working for Oasis. And it popped up again. I was like, oh, I mean, that's a fantastic looking job. But again, don't really want to work weekends. We'll push that one past. And then a third time, the week later, the third time this popped up, I was like, all right, I've just got to apply for this job. Um, and long story short, I ended up getting the job here and um, just amazed, absolutely amazed that this is where I ended up after all of that. Um, my friend that I was over here with said to me, if you had a blank piece of paper, I don't think you could have wrote a better job description yourself. And I think he nailed it. I think this is, um, I feel very blessed to be here in this role. Um, and I, I genuinely don't think I could have created a better role myself. But I think aside from kind of landing on my feet in that area, things haven't always been particularly easy. Um, being away from my family, I'm, uh, I'm a real family man. I love being around my brothers and my sisters and my cousins and my parents and everyone. And I get a lot of, a lot of um, fulfillment out of that. And so it kind of got to this point. I was, I had been working now, I've been working probably here for about a month and I'd been away from home for about four months and I was living down in Clapham in this cold, dreary flat. I was just there for a couple of weeks so I didn't actually have a home. I was kind of bouncing between houses um, and I, it was actually a bit of a sob story but on my birthday <laughs> um, last year was the, was the kind of the most significant moment for me of, um, I guess, of the challenges. This is one that stood out for me the most. Um, and I got back, I'd been, we'd had an Oasis conference all day and then I'd had Hub Athletic in the evening so I didn't get home until about 10.30 that night and I got back to this cold and dark dreary flat and I was home alone sitting in this little room and this kind of thing came over me of just feeling completely isolated um, I hadn't had experience of that in the past because I was blessed with the I'd always had people around me always there to care for me and look after me um, but this one moment, and it wasn't long, it just lasted for a little while, of feeling completely isolated and feeling on my own. Um, and it was not a nice feeling, and I'm sure we've, I mean, some of us have all been through that at various points in our life. But when I look back on that, the experience that that taught me, well, in fact, just back a little bit, was for me there was no other option at that time I was on my own, and it, it wasn't the first thing that came to my thought, uh, came to my mind. But I had to draw back on the rock. Going back to that first verse, there was no other option for me than to draw comfort from God. 
It was like, go back to the rock. And that was the thing that kind of, like, kind of kept me comfort, comforted me through that. It was the rock, the rock, the rock. Um, but the experience that, that that all taught me was, at the end of the day, we need to be prepared to be able to find comfort with God as individuals and draw close to him on a personal level. Because I don't think we can live our faith through other people. And that was something that I was learning now that I was out on my own. That was a challenge that I was after, but it was also the challenge that sucked when it came down to it. Um, and so I think being able to draw, to draw, on, um, draw close to God on a personal level is such a significant thing in our faith. But then in saying that, and without contradicting myself, at the same time I learned how significant community was in our life, and that we, we are created to be in community with one another, and that for that reason that we don't have to go through those moments of struggle, and we do have people that will listen and be there for us when we are challenged. And thankfully now um, I've got a fantastic community around me, all of you guys, and I feel um, unbelievably blessed to be a part of this community here. Um, I feel so welcomed from everyone, and I'm really, really excited to kind of keep digging and setting my roots down here. So when I reflect on everything that has happened to me over the last few years, and that's a great thing about sharing your stories, you do have to think back and reflect on everything. Um, the challenge for me still comes in the day-to-day. It's the everyday stuff. It's the small things of trying to figure out how we live out our faith. Um, but another one that really struggle, I struggle with is remembering everything. It's like going back and drawing back on all our experiences and actually being thankful for that and then letting, letting that shape the decisions we make and the confidence that we have in the unknown that comes forward. And I think that there in itself is a real challenge for me. Um, and it seems to be the thing that we just put to the side quite quickly and quite happily as we then um, try and figure it out by ourselves and our own strength. Um, so to summarise, my faith has been a gradual process. Um, it hasn't been filled with any extreme lows or extreme highs, um, but it's been this kind of steady journey that I'm still on and still figuring out. Um, I can't deny that the Jesus way of life is fantastic and is something that I want to be a part of because I believe it's so right. Um, and living that out is the challenge that I am trying to achieve. Um, but then it does just come back to that day to day. Can we take comfort and confidence from the past and move forward um, into the unknown, knowing that the God is God is our rock and is there for us? Um, that is everything from me. Thank you very much.